Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. Time for our monthly manga review. I'm joined today by my friends Rayshawn and GB. Gentlemen, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good today. Just pretty good. You sure that's what you want to leave it at? Just pretty good? That's what I'm feeling today. You know, okay. I was I was kind of sleepy. This was we had this plan at a certain time, but then we got a little over. But, you know, I understand. Shut up, dude. My alarm didn't go off. OK, give me a break. Well, it's still G- your fucking fault. No, I'm just playing. Fuck. GB. <laughs> How you doing, man? Oh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm in the middle of my day, uh, you know, got some food a little bit. And then uh, as soon as I sat down, I realized uh, when I checked my emails that uh, there was no uh, email there. So, you know, I got a little freaked out, a little worried. And I was thinking, oh, no. You probably thought like me, like, what the fuck happened to Kyle? What could Kyle be doing right now? Is Kyle dead? Kyle seriously has nothing better to do than to make an episode about Dragon Ball with us right now. Where could he be? Did he die? That's what I'm basically. Well, I mean, even if he said, oh, I had a girlfriend, I'd be like, yeah, right. Come on, get on record. Is she a hostage? <laughs> wow. Her you eyes just be like, she'd be smiling crying at the same time we'd be like oh <laughs> you guys are just digging in on me early all right cool thanks appreciate it boys we're gonna talk chapter 81 today of dragon ball super but before we do there was a big uh convention over the weekend that i did not pay attention to at all because at least from the outside it looked like it was all about video games it was called the dragon ball super battle hour or something like that i didn't pay any attention to it however that's where they gave us these new visuals for the movie, Dragon Ball Super, Superhero, uh, of which there was like a couple new scenes. I've yet to watch all of the stuff from it. I want to go back and watch the entire panel. But the big piece of news that to come out of the visuals this weekend is the confirmation of a grown up Trunks and Goten. We made it, everybody. We did it. We Finally. made it to the other side of the mountain. We've now seen the promised land and the boys have grown up to be, uh, I don't know, young teenagers. I personally am overjoyed. I'm a little overwhelmed with uh, how happy I am, actually. I'm really happy with uh, the visual of it and and how these boys look. Uh, GB, we'll start with you, man. How do you feel about Goten and Trunks and their visual appearance in this movie? I don't know. I guess to me personally, I kind of know the reality of it or what I feel the reality of it will be. And uh, that will be probably just a couple seconds of, hey, it's Goten and Trunks. Oh, cool. Yeah, they're trying to train. Oh, hey, they're going to be training with Gohan for a little bit. Okay, they're going to try to do fusion. Okay, it looks like they failed because they haven't done it in like five years or so. Yeah, uh, a lot of eagle-eyed Dragon Ball fans out there. <laughs> we saw that their fingers didn't connect just right. They were like, oh, my God, we're going to see adult Gotenks, but their fingers. They don't line up. Does that mean they're not going to do it right? And it's like, yeah, no shit. What do you think? Do you think you're the only person to notice that their fingers didn't line up? That's the first thing all of us saw when we looked at Goten and Trunks. Of course, there's going to be a botched fusion. There's always a botched fusion. In almost every movie, didn't even Vegeta and Goku have a botched fusion? If if there's a fusion, unless it's done by the Patara earrings, if they have to do the dance, you're going to see a botched fusion at some point. So all you detective Dragon Ball fans out there with your big brain theories who thought to themselves, 
The fingers aren't touching directly straight, do you think? Yes. Yes, I do think. I do think. Rayshon, what did you think, man? I think it's a long time coming. You know, I feel like we've gotten to the point where I guess you can start to say Dragon Ball is past this little gap in time that we've been in for so long. And we had to pretend that I guess Goten and Trunks would be the same age while everybody else somehow is getting older. But, you know, that's just how Dragon Ball Z works. I like that they they switched his hair color back to more to blue to make him kind of just resemble the um, the manga and also his mom. So I like that they tried to they, they did that aesthetical pleasing. I wonder if this is going to translate if they do bring in the anime, if they're going to translate that over like that or if they're going to somehow go back to the younger kids. You never know. Yeah. So. It's a good question because there's so much what kind of drives me nuts and had me thinking a few months back that maybe we'll see an anime return before the movie comes out. Obviously, that's not going to happen now, but I was like, it doesn't make much sense for them to give us new visuals in terms of the overall delivery, like the CGI aesthetic they're doing. And then to give us grown up or not grown up, but an older pan and older Goten and older trunks. And then when the anime does come back, they're presumably going to have to reset the clock from where they are in Dragon Ball Superhero to go back and do the Moro arc and now the Granola arc when they get animated. I don't think it makes a ton of sense, honestly, but whatever. Uh, I'm just happy that they are growing up. I like the way they look. I dig Trunks' little vest thing. I do mm-hmm. like how they're giving him the, uh, the manga colors like they did to Bulma for the last movie. That makes sense that they're doing that. Kind of keep it more... Um, like official continuity with what Akira Toriyama's color palette is. But I really love the Goten appearance. He's got like the Chinese collar, the green shirt. He's got that mm-hmm. hair that looks kind of similar to how he looks at, after the, the gap at the end of Z. Looks sort of similar. It's a little bit bushier, a little bit shaggier. So presumably he gets some kind of haircut, I think, before he goes to that Tenkaichi Budokai. But he looks a lot like Gohan uh, like from right down to the outfit and the hairstyle itself of when they're just practicing uh, before the soup, before the cell games of just being constantly in a super Saiyan state. Like it's the exact same. Like I think Gohan has like a, a white shirt in that getup and yeah, white shirt and purple pants, I think. Um, and the super Saiyan blonde. So to see Goten similar, similar aesthetic, uh, you know, obviously it's an homage to that point or that design for Gohan. Uh, so I, I think it's another way to kind of underline this thing as like, this is a Gohan movie. Gohan's been featured prominently in all the advertisement leading up to it, featured heavily in the trailers, way more than Goku and Vegeta. Uh, And it's so Gohan-centric that even Goten looks like Gohan. So uh, the Gohan stands are going to have a good time with this movie, I think. I don't think he's going to get like a new form or anything, but he definitely will be occupying the majority of the screen time. So congratulations, Gohan Simps. I'm happy for you. I wonder if this is one of those situations where it's like, you know how people be like, they shouldn't bring the gods in every fight. I wonder if this is one of the situations where it was like, we shouldn't have to always bring Goku and Vegeta into every fight. Yeah, they've done it in other Dragon Ball Z movies. So, you know, this is what, the fourth Dragon Ball Super movie? I feel like Goku's been in almost every fight in every movie. Mm, he doesn't do the second Broly movie. He doesn't do BoJack. He doesn't do oh, the third Broly movie. Right. Uh, Fusion Reborn is really like the one, t- not the one time because he comes back for the Harutagard movie, but 
Fusion Reborn is like the first Goku based movie after like Don't two he be or making three. like like small appearances or cameos or something. Yeah, obviously. Like, what are you gonna do? You're gonna have a fucking Dragon Ball story and not have Goku referenced or seen for a second? Like he pops up and punches Bojack in the mouth real quick. Uh, he helps with the Super Family Kamehameha, and both of those Broly movies. Like, still, still Dragon Ball. We're still gonna see Goku, but Gohan, dude, Goten and Trunks take a fucking turn as the main uh, protagonist with like help from Krillin and eighteen. Yeah, like, yeah, you got me. I, I, you got me. I do a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, any other thoughts on uh, what we saw at the panel? I mean, I. I there's not a ton to dig into outside of Goten and Trunks being the big thing, but guys have any other thoughts before we move on to the chapter? Uh, I'll say this uh, to everyone who's thinking. And one of the biggest things everyone's thinking about is cell being in the movie. Uh, personally in my mind, and I think I can speak to for almost everyone here <clears throat> is that cell may be in the movie, but don't expect him to make like a full time re- reappearance where it's like, I've been so and I've been dead for so long and I came back and I'm going to defeat you. No, it's it's probably going to be a little scene of maybe Gohan training and maybe it's it even goes back to that time where Red Ribbon has been working so hard to make something like Cell again since Dr. Jero is no more. And because of I mean, that the data will still be there because i mean he's an android yeah so they definitely i guess what they would do is probably receive the data that they have mm-hmm. and move on from there making these uh gamma one and gamma two to make them somewhat like cell or have like the memories of like what cell went through to go yeah. forward into defeating gohan or it might even just be a little or even some session. of his abilities yeah that too it could I mean, be yeah, the order. ability to absorb power and stuff, that would be really, really cool. Yeah, but um, personally, don't expect, I'd say personally, don't expect from, uh, from this new movie to come out that there's going to be Cell in it, like, fully. So it's probably not going to be in it fully. And if I'm totally wrong on this, I will, on later episodes, will come back and say I was wrong and I apologize. But... This is just me thinking because it's like we all agree we want to see something different, but we don't want to see the same things coming back from the past come into the future. Where it's like, oh, we're fighting Cell again. Oh, we because we already got Frieza. Frieza is more than enough. And especially the fact that he brings much more to the whole universe of Dragon Ball itself. Very true. But just because they have leaned back on some old stuff and brought back Frieza. They've recycled things from old Dragon Ball Z concepts in the past. Just because they might want to do that again doesn't necessarily mean that um, they will. But I think it does make a lot of people say, well, they already did it with Frieza. What's going to stop them from doing it with Cell? Like, why not do it with Cell? Cell's way cooler than Frieza. So I, I think realistically what you just laid out, they could reference him. Do you think like, we've seen a, the main bad guy yet? I don't know. But I think they could definitely see him uh, in like a flashback sort of scenario where it's like, yes, we are remnants of the Red Ribbon Army. This is what we used to do. This is what we do now. This is how we shifted from the last time we tried to defeat the Z Warriors or whatever to how we're doing it now. Although it does seem like a completely different front too. you know, like these boys are uh, playing the superhero aspect, Gamma 1 and Gamma 2, like Dr. Hito, the guy who's kind of taken over the evil scientist role for Red Ribbon Army. 
who knows how connected he is to the past or if finding old stuff led him to make Gamma 1 and Gamma 2 or if it's a completely separate thing. I did hear there could be a hint of like another Red Ribbon-related villain uh, making an appearance or a comeback. Maybe not a comeback, but an appearance. So a lot of people's brain automatically went to sell. I was thinking, what if they took this opportunity to make Android 21 uh, officially canon and bring her into this film at some point? Because she, too, is technically a, a creation of the Red Ribbon Army, although that might be too much for one movie. So... What about General Tao? Well, uh, I mean, maybe, hey, actually, the last time we saw Mercenary Tao is during that previously referenced period of, uh, you know, that 10 day period before the cell games with Gohan in that outfit, the white shirt, the constant Super Saiyan form. That's the last time we saw Mercenary Tao, and I'm pretty sure he runs away still alive, like in fear. So. It'd be cool if we did see him. He is one of my favorite Red Ribbon characters, probably. Yeah, a lot of things to consider, look forward to. So no North American release date yet. They just gave us the vague uh, term of, of summer. But I think yeah, yeah, that's what I saw, too. Yeah, but uh, I imagine they've already announced the Thailand release date, and I believe they put Thailand's uh, dubs in English. Like, it's a predominantly English-speaking country. So if that's the case and they're getting a, an English dub in Thailand, I can't imagine it'll be too much longer before it makes its way to the States. So I could see like a late June release, maybe, maybe early July. Uh, we'll see. I'm excited. I just want to get this movie out of the way. Kind of like how I just want to get the end of this arc out of the way. It's going to be cool when both of those things happen. Uh, you guys want to talk about Chapter 81? Let's go ahead. Let's do it. Chapter 81, Goku's Conflict. Give myself some theme songs today. Gonna sing along with all of them. I like singing songs to you guys. That sounds a little gay. Hey. <laughs> like that, because I rhymed, but I also stopped and said, hey, because that's not cool. Don't make fun of me and my songs. Chapter 81, Goku's Conflict. Okay, boys, I'm coming out on the other side of this hate tunnel that I've been in the last few months, and I'm not sure why exactly. I don't know if it's just because I'm, like, happy to get to the other side and I just want this arc over with, or or if this chapter was just, you know, improved uh, or or markedly better than the last couple of chapters. This is what we call character development, ladies and gentlemen. Is it? Kyle has character developed himself. All the way out of this and into the realm of light. Just like his skin, white. And you guys are watching this. No, you guys are actually listening to this in real time. You want a video though, patreon.com slash dragon ball super dope. If you want to see how white my face is right now. Yeah. Video is there. He's really I'm seeing the egg vibe, but I didn't want to say it, but fuck you, Rayshon. <laughs> <laughs> We're discovering a new color. Uh, the scientists have agreed and confirmed that the new color is uh, neon white. Uh, it's very well known throughout uh, the Caucasian uh, environments of the world, such as Sweden and such. And uh, it's very interesting to see that this color comes into true fruition. He said neon white. I think it's more like <laughs> shocking white. I feel like when you see. <laughs> 
He said neon white. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, chapter eighty-one. You assholes. Uh, yeah, I think it's a better chapter than the last couple of chapters, but super again, dope. yeah, super dope. I'm just not sure if um, I don't know. Like I said, resigned to being okay with the shitty end of the story, or if it's this one's just been a little bit better than the last couple chapters. I think it's a little bit of both. Um. I guess we'll start initial impressions overall from you guys. Who wants to start? I start. This shit was dope. Super dope? Uh, I won't use super dope right there, but I thought it was dope. I did the whole gas arms getting snapped off. I just like the brutality of gas. Like, it's over. You're done. And then you got Alec coming out there doing the finishing. I'm going to finish you like your mom. I'm like, damn. Like some certified gangsters, low key. One thing I did like is that for some reason, when they were showing like the um, like you know how you they somehow show certain scenes from the manga before the manga come out. There was a scene where um, Alec was moving around, and I thought he had the ability to teleport. And I was like, if he had that shit, that was gonna just make him OP. I'm glad that it turned out to just be gas moving him around. When the way um you just described that, I thought of it the same exact way. I was like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, what the hell just happened here? And then you see that gas is like actually transporting him. But when I saw that draft, I was like, oh, did it happen? Did he make a second wish? Is he actually <laughs> the strongest now? Is it finally happened? But I don't think we got a second wish. I think this boy is just loyally or fiercely loyal to his baby brother gas, I guess. I, I'm not sure. I, th- I think there's something to this wish. I think there's a something's going to happen to gas because the way he's like, oh, yeah, you're the most powerful. Yeah, we got to make sure our plan is into fruition. It just seems like he's like kind of sidestepping over what may happen to him. Like, since you have an axe, I don't have to tell you, Loki. Well, he keeps trying to rush him during this chapter, too. He's like, we still have one other thing to do after this. So just get rid of these two Saiyan assholes. And we can move on with our plan here. Uh, GB, what'd you think of the chapter, man? Uh, chapter was very interesting. Uh, definitely liked a lot of the fight scenes. Also, to some of the people that, like, you know, were super excited about Bardock and everything and thinking, oh, me, Goku will remember Bardock or something. Well, too bad on you. Suck a, suck a tree or hug a tree, whatever you want to do. Go suck an egg. One of those two. Maybe even go to Kyle and say, can I, can I suck your head? But um, <laughs> that sounded worse than you meant it. But yes, you know it did, and I realized that. So <laughs> we're just gonna act like that didn't happen. No, nope. um, but personally, the uh, everything was just to me. It seemed a lot better. I was like, okay, we're getting near the end. They've made this. I feel like a little too long, in my opinion. Even though it's probably on what like maybe standard pace of most most of the chapters, but it's pretty good. That's coming to, or it feels like it's coming to the ending. Um, and I feel like next chapter we may be getting like a big reveal of something that like either the next chapter or the chapter after we're going to get something big coming up. Well, I think within the next couple chapters, we're going to see the end like of, of what we consider the granola, the survivor arc, whether that bleeds into the next arc and we're still dealing with gas and elect and granola dies or whatever. There's meant to be some sort of finality to this arc. Well, gas is going to die. I feel I, I I strongly believe that. I hope so. I'm going on record as on that because I feel like they wouldn't have allowed what's his name to heal Granola if Gas wasn't going to die in this arc. 
Basically. My line of thinking with Gas having to die is that he is uh, the evil bad guy, and typically in Dragon Ball, when they reach the conclusion of the arc, the evil bad guy dies. Yeah, but Goku. Oh, <laughs> Goku did. He did give him a chance. So I mean, he might actually be the bad guy because Goku always gives the bad guy a chance. So I mean, mm. I have a prediction of how it might end now, but I'll I'll wait till later. Okay, don't let me don't forget to to include it. Um, so going through the chapter a little bit more chronologically, uh, just a couple of bullet points, nothing crazy. A very action heavy chapter, but um, the first thing that I, I guess the the drafts gave it to us as well. Uh, we get gases like gravity, stink eye look, you know, and he's like, "You guys are frozen and they can't move." And then granola goes, you know, "This is a spell." Yeah, like. Okay, you're using magic and stuff now. I just thought like you were so powerful you could will gravity on people, but apparently he's got access to magic and he's casting a spell and whatever. That spell ain't holding granola down. And uh like you said, Ray Shelling. Like, think it was that I think it actually was like his, his power was keeping him down. I don't think it was a spell, but if it was, I mean, they're giving him all these abilities. Later on in the chapter, he's like, oh, you broke out of my spell. You broke free of my spell. And I was like, oh, that's what it was? A fucking spell? Oh, Weird. I guess it was magic, then. You're not helping <laughs> us, Rayshon. The thing online this weekend and always for the last eternity has been Dragon Ball fans can't read. Literally right there in the chapter. You're helping us. You're helping them prove us uh, to be ignorant assholes. How dare you? I just, to me, it just it, it's just weird now that how many abilities does Gas have now? I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, my even Granola didn't show these many abilities. <laughs> no, no, at least Granola, like Granola, could always like keep up with them and just be a step forward. Like Gas is full on. Like, well, I guess the energy weapons thing was something he always used in the past. It's the way he always fought. But I don't know. This magic thing seems pretty new and on the scene. He had it before. I wish he would have used it earlier, but. um Whatever. The boys are frozen in like muck. They can't move. They're useless. Granola's still fighting. And this is some of the savagery you were talking about earlier, Rayshon. Like, gas goes in. Oh, I forgot the eye thing. Yeah. He breaks Granola's arms like I talked about in the spoiler drafts uh, in last week, that quick thing I did last week. Yes, his arms are broken. That curvature to his arms is as nasty and painful as it looks. Um, And then he straight up just does the Goku move of poking the dude in the eye, but instead uses like energy beams to do it and completely ruins his eyes and blinds him. Like, damn dude, not, dude's not fucking around. And then Alec comes back up. I mean, he basically granola goes to make a play for Alec gas teleports Alec from one spot to another. And then Alec's like, we're going to kill this dude. Let's finish him off. Breaks his arms, blinds his eyes. Elect comes up from behind Granola and is like, I'm going to give you the same business I gave to your mom. Sounds sexier than I meant it, but it is the exact same business. And he just shoots him in the back. And it's just another instance of uh, the universe's most powerful warriors getting taken down by like a ray gun. Gets a big hole in historics and they drop him in the water and, you know, Granola is dead. Like, oh no. Honestly, man, they got me on this. When I read this the other day, I was like, huh. This is convincing. Like, I'd already read the spoiler, so I know you came back at the end of it. But in the moment, I'm like, ooh, is that how they're going to send off granola? Put a, hole, put a hole in them and bury them at the bottom of the ocean? That's fucked up. But whatever. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, 
I kind of liked it. I don't know. <laughs> like it finally kind of. I think I just like it because I'm ready to, for this chapter to be o- or this arc to be over. I'm like, oh, they're gonna do him dirty like that. Eh, whatever. Moving on. What do we got next? I just like the savagery. I feel like it just heightens their characters, make them just a little bit more of a threat. Well, and I think they need I'm- to do shit like that too because the Heatas have been kind of meh. Like, yeah, they're evil, <laughs> but like. Oil and Maki, the big ones who are like, or, or the little girl and the big one who are helping get Vegeta and Goku to the planet and help play everyone against each other. They're goofy as hell. Yeah, they're just comical relief. Yeah. Little Gas, like he was very unthreatening because of his size or whatever. It was whatever. Elect, too. It's like, yeah, I want to overthrow Frieza. Mastermind. It's like, dude, welcome to the fucking club. Everybody wants to overthrow Frieza. Um, but now, some of this more you know, savage stuff that gasses up to and Alec not hesitating to pull the trigger on, on granola and put him in the ocean like that. Yeah. This is what they kind of have to do to make them more villainous before they finish them off in the next couple of chapters. Um, speaking of people who aren't villainous after granola gets dropped, Vegeta gives Goku like the remainder of his energy and helps him break free of the spell. Saw a lot of people say, why would Vegeta do that? What? That was a feat. What do you mean? I mean, he actually had the power to actually move, which Goku could not do, and was able to shoot his energy to um, Goku. That was a feat within itself. True. But a lot of people had problems with the fact that Vegeta should be the one to be taking the W in this arc. What you doing giving his energy to Goku? Wah. I'm like, dude, Vegeta <laughs> gives his energy to Goku. All the fucking time. Whenever Vegeta's on the ropes, he's more than happy to make Goku his surrogate fighter. Like, he knows his best option for survival is to give the remainder of his power to Goku and let Goku go forth. And he's like the best option or the best chance they have to stay alive. So I don't know how people were surprised by that. Did either of you feel some kind of way about it or GB? I'm a Vegeta fanboy. That's all I'll say. And I mean, like you said, there there have been moments where throughout all the like pretty much throughout all the series, like Vegeta's always given energy to Goku. And it I will agree with Ray Sean that like it definitely is a theme itself that he was able to move his body to give his energy to Goku. Because he's like, you know what, maybe I can move it a little bit, but at least if I give this to him, Goku will be able to finish this off and get it done. And plus, Vegeta is like completely like he is tired. <laughs> yeah, Vegeta is tired. Goku still has some stamina left in him. I'm really hoping that. Well, we'll get there when we get there. But I don't think Vegeta's done quite yet in this arc. I think he's got at least maybe one or two things left to do. I guess we'll see. But once they drop Granola, Elect gives Gas the order. Like, there's those saying, "Fucks, let's go kill them. Go take care of business." Gives him the remainder of his energy. And that's when the uh, the fight starts. The Goku versus Gas part two, or is it part three? I think it part might be two. part. So, maybe it's part two. Maybe it's. I feel like it's part three. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Visually speaking, though, fun fight. The way the fight starts, right? Goku goes Super Saiyan Blue. He's you. It's implied that he's using um, like a touch what of. Ultra Instinct, basically, but with the Super Saiyan Blue on top of it. Um, gas starts by making these huge, big squares with spikes on them to, like, crush Goku to death. 
and some of the visuals in there are just so cool. I genuinely cannot wait to see this scene animated. It's going to look so fucking badass. <laughs> I already know it. Oh, yeah. The first square comes to fall down on, on the top of him. Some come from, like, the left and the right, and, like, he does a good job dodging him until eventually he just grabs one of these huge spike squares on the side and just spins it around to, like, basically buzzsaw all the rest of these planks. I don't know why it was so fucking cool to me. I don't know what about it made me go, oh, my God, that's sick. But I did have that moment reading this chapter this month, which was nice. I'm like, this looks cool as hell. I can't wait to see this animated. That part of it was cool. And then the other part of it is my favorite part, or my second favorite part, I guess, is when Doctor Strange hit Goku with a train, and then he hit Goku with another train. I think this chapter is another example in a long string of examples of Toyotaro being a Marvel, or like, I guess, Disney, more broadly speaking, fanboy. Uh, He's been accused of tracing panels from Captain America comic books in the past. Last year, when the granola arc started, there was that scene that he basically lifted from the end of season two of Mandalorian, where Luke Skywalker kills it, comes in and kills all the dark ro or the fuck, I can't think of the right name of the robots right now. Uh, but whatever, the Jedi force sensitive kind of robots, he drops a bunch of them. Like the following month, granola comes in and drops a bunch of OG seven three clones. Um, this month, like Spider Man No Way Home had that train scene like six weeks ago. And all of a sudden, we get a very long train battle sequence uh, in this chapter today, um, just to kind of underscore how magical and um, whatever gas can be. I'm just, I don't know, man. Tori Taro is a fucking nerd. And uh, I don't know, it's not a coincidence that we've seen two big train battles in the last two months. I, I think the dude doesn't have a lot of, a lot of his own original ideas. That's, that's just me. Hey, it's me from the future. It's Friday morning. Sorry this one's late. It's been a busy week. Give me a break, dude. But editors know, okay? Just thinking about this, and I just got into it with... Not really got into it, let's be real. I always think I'm getting into it with somebody, but I'm not. Uh, Some kid on Instagram was like, that's not a ripoff. That's called an homage. I imagine he called me dummy afterwards, but he didn't actually write dummy. So I was pretty civil when I wrote back to him, but it made me think about what I just said a little bit more. And I just wanted to share it here as I'm editing the podcast. Cause it just happened like 20 minutes ago. So, uh, gives me an opportunity to tell you a little bit more clearly what I mean when I say rip off. Cause some people are tempted to say homage and I understand that. Now, the reason I'm saying rip off versus homage And I feel like we just had another good example of homage in the book of Boba Fett. Not so much in uh, like source material I'm familiar with, but like the greater allusions to spaghetti westerns and like cowboy flicks. That's all very evidently present in Boba Fett and is very evidently an homage to those movies, those films, those actors. Okay. Now, when Toyotaro puts a and I think it's funny, too, because comicbookresources.com just wrote a fucking article about how Toyotaro's a Marvel fanboy like I don't know two days ago we recorded this thing on Monday night so it's Friday morning and now if you want episodes early patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope you know what I'm saying go uh so yeah they write this article about him being a you know basically a stand for Marvel which okay yeah we all are dude we get it and they point to the fact that in this most recent chapter 81 that we're talking about today there is a scene with a train 
two trains. Two trains? So what I think is funny is like, he's like, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, Spider-Man and, uh, you know, Tobey Maguire and uh, Spider-Man 2, that train scene. Yeah, it definitely inspired me. And like, I get it because Goku, there was that shot of Goku at the front of the train and his like back and his arms are kind of extended. It's got definitely allusions to Toby in that moment he tries to stop the train. I, I don't think it's an homage to that. Because there's stakes in that train or like there's people in that train. So there's stakes for the hero. And that's why he's at the front of the train trying to stop it. It's uh, there's none of that going on in this Dragon Ball chapter. It's just Goku being assaulted with not one, but two, two trains. So I say that because even though that article makes mention of Spider-Man 2, the Raimi Spider-Man 2, he so obviously wants to use trains in this chapter because of what just happened in Spider-Man No Way Home. And that scene with Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. And that's why I make that joke. Like, oh, my favorite thing is when Doctor Strange, uh, Doctor Strange hit Goku with the trains. Like, that's why I said that. It's so obviously meant to be an illusion to that. Using the trains as a weapon as opposed to having the train be a background where you have to save people for your hero or whatever. It's two different things. So, why rip off over homage? Okay, that's the greater question here and why I stopped to even do this. I think it would be an homage if more time had passed between the original source material. And that's why that comic book resources thing kind of, I think, goes back and cites Spider-Man 2's train. Because it doesn't look great if you're like, yeah, he's, he's doing an homage to something that came out six weeks ago. I think that's kind of uh, a good litmus test for if it's an homage or a ripoff. One is how much time has passed between the original source and what we're currently seeing the homage. Like, has it been... A few years? Okay, maybe it's an homage. Has it been 10 years, 20, 40, 50 years in the case of like Boba Fett and the Spaghetti Western stuff? Okay, cool. You can see the inspiration over that like course, that long course of time. And I guess the other piece of it would be how direct are the parallels of this homage to that, you know, thing that it's uh, paying tribute to? So in the case of Boba Fett, it's so clear, crystal, like a hundred years could pass and you'd still understand that as homage. With the case of Spider-Man and Dragon Ball, or as I referenced uh, when he ripped off Star Wars last year, or when he traced Captain America panels uh, two or three years ago, like those, I don't think those are homage. Those are ripoffs to me. The tracing is very clearly a fucking ripoff. Can we all say that? I get that you're a Marvel fan, bro. It doesn't give you the okay to lift poses and panels and trace over shit for Goku's forearms or whatever. Remember the panel. We covered it here on the show at the time it happened, but the difference between homage and ripoff is, I guess, like you, you need to be able to draw those parallels between the two pieces of, of art or the two mediums or the two iterations whatever the two movies the comic book the film whatever you need to be able to draw those parallels despite the passage of time i don't know that i would have seen like if dragon ball super was being made 10 years from now and that granola scene happens where he comes in and drops all those og seven threes i saw that 10 years from now i don't think the mandalorian would be in my brain it's a similar kind of circumstance i guess but the only reason i draw that parallel is because it's so close together like 
it's it's not I don't know, it's not a matter of circumstance or chance or a random happening either. Like Toyotaro and Toriyama work on these chapters month to month. When you see a badass closing to the uh, Mandalorian season two, with Luke Skywalker killing all those dark uh, droids, whatever the fuck. I wish I remembered the name. I should have looked it up for this, right? Uh, you see Luke Skywalker drop all those fucking dudes in like pretty much silence, and that gives you like the idea that some bad shits. Well, not bad shit, but a badass is here. You know, that's the meant. That's what that uh, scene is meant to invoke. Oh, who's this badass coming in and dropping all these foes that we just spent the last however long worried and fighting for our lives against? The dark droids, whatever, versus OG seven three bots. Pretty clear parallel, but I don't know if I would have thought about that if it hadn't happened in such close proximity. I, I don't know. I, that's why I kind of look at it more as a ripoff instead of an homage, I guess. Um, in the case of this Spider-Man and uh, this Dragon Ball, I don't know. In, in the case of Spider-Man in this most recent Dragon Ball chapter, again, because it happens so close, it's it's like it's it's an obviously not Spider-Man. It's not meant to evoke Spider-Man to uh, feelings like the train was not the weapon. In Spider-Man 2. It was something they had to save. And this one, Goku's getting the shit kicked out of him with the train. Visually speaking, it's kind of a ripoff. I'm surprised that Gas didn't have some crazy magic to make it like eight trains and have it be a circle that encapsulated Goku. That's he probably would have like, you know, it would have been too much for him. He would have gotten called out. Anyway, I'm not really gonna edit this part. So uh you're probably gonna hear me like taking long pauses and breaths and maybe saying shit wrong. So that's Friday. Sorry this one's late. I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I guess while I'm here, uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you might know this. We just hit 200,000 lifetime downloads, which, uh, I don't know, is a lot to me. And it's crazy that we've come this far over the last four and a half years. I think other people might think we're bigger than we are. So maybe that number doesn't surprise you, but it surprises me. Um, thank you for that. Here's to the next 200,000. Which, uh, if my calculations are correct, we should be hitting some time around 2024. So, help me out, bud. Hit that subscribe button. R uh, we'll fucking recommend it to your friends. That's it. Uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts. All right, I'm done. It's a fucking ripoff, not an homage. Kid on Instagram, you dummy. You fucking mook. <laughs> Anybody want to comment on Doctor Strange and Goku with the train? I liked it. Cool as hell. I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought what would have made it more interesting is if he was actually like teleporting the shit towards Goku. That's what I thought he was doing at first, but it looked like somehow every, I think this is a Dragon Ball Z trope. It seemed like they all have telekinesis. Like all the villains have some sort of telekinesis. I feel like that's what makes you a villain in Dragon Ball. I don't even think you necessarily have to be a villain. I think like if they need you to have telekinesis in the moment or the plot, you have, you know, there you go. You got telekinesis for a minute and we'll never talk about it ever again. <laughs> but I thought it would have been like, like if, if he was actually teleporting this shit towards Goku, he would have had no way to dodge it. Oh, uh, that shit would have been way better. Cool. I guess the ultra, he would have had to go like full ultra instinct now. So they're having a conversation like as they like there's two trains barreling down and they're having this conversation and then like gas like points his finger down and the train just drops and Goku like drops with it. I'm like, why don't you just jump off the train, Goku? 
Or like fly, fly up a little bit. That's what you do, right? You know how to fly. Um, either way, it was cool visually speaking, but like definitely not super practical in terms of moving the plot along or anything. It's just an opportunity for us to be like, ooh, Goku got hit with a train. Goku got hit with the top of a building. Where did he get the trains from? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> it's such a, dude, it's such a, like, I thought the same thing. It's such a, did split. he create them? No. He, there is a panel where him and Goku were kind of looking at each other. He looks over his shoulder to the right and he sees the town that's covered with that dome. If you look closely at the picture, there are two trains like toward the beginning oh, of that city. Okay. And so he just picks up the trains and a bunch of building tops or whatever. A bunch of people get ripped out of them, whoever's in that dome. And one of the other things he throws at him besides the train is um, in the first flashback uh, chapter with Bardock. Bardock comes out of his Azoru form and just goes back to being a human. Little kid Granola is hiding in like a citadel or a church or whatever. And then go, uh, Bardock comes through and he sees him and he's like, oh, there's a fucking little kid in here. I just got done slaughtering all his buddies outside. That church is actually like the top of that building is used to get thrown. Like gas takes the top of that building to throw at Goku in this scene. It's like a blink and you miss it thing, but the top of that roof that that little Bardock and Granola scene happens in is thrown at Goku along with a bunch of other random pieces of buildings and these trains. It's like I usually praise Toyotaro on action heavy chapters because even if I'm not happy with the story, at least the visuals look pretty cool. And I agree the visuals of, of throwing those buildings and the trains around look very cool, but if you're not... it. <sighs> If you're not paying attention to it, you could miss like the sequence that led up to it happening. You know what I mean? Which isn't typical of a Toyotaro action sequence. Like usually it's pretty laid out, cut and dry. But even I had to stop and be like, wait a minute, there's a train here now. What did I miss? Let me go back a page and like look at these panels and these pictures to to see what exactly I missed. So um, they're there. They look cool. It's visually appeasing or appealing. Just, you know, again, not much to. uh to drive the plot along or anything like that. But they're having the conversation on top of these trains, which I kind of like, I guess like if you're going to have to give some kind of weight to this visual sequence, like this conversation would be it, but I'm not sure if the conversation nails it. Basically gas goes to Goku and says, are you the son of that guy that I fought way back when? Because you know, there's no fire in you basically. Um, there's no way that you could be the son of, you know, such a fierce warrior who whooped my ass so bad back in the day. And Goku gives the line like, you know, I grew up on earth. I hit my head. I don't remember the sayings. I don't remember my parents. Like all of this means nothing to me. It doesn't matter. And gas says, you know, you can't comprehend, uh, you know, where you come from. And I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Is this what Goku's conflict is? Like the name of the title or the name of this chapter is Goku's conflict. Is that what his conflict is? He can't tap into like that super saiyan fierceness at this moment. But here's the thing though. We know that he can, we've seen him do it a million fucking times in the past. Even if he does give gas and yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about Namek? Like that's like the most clear cut case of Goku being an absolute savage. There is. But I don't know, but I mean, I feel like the Saiyans were probably more brutal than Goku's ever been. And I'm probably thinking just even like, Nappa was more brutal than Goku's ever been. So, I mean, I don't think Goku's actually broken that stick. Like, 
I think he's got the opportunity or the ability to do it, but I just, I don't think that's the conflict in which he's presented in this chapter. I think the conflict is meant to be, and it's commented on pretty much right after the fact. Granola says, hey, we just killed your fucking friend. You know, little does he know that he's not dead and he's getting pulled out of the river right now, but hey, we killed your fucking friend and you seem pretty calm about it. Like, what's your deal? He's like, no, I'm angry. I'm very angry, but I have to stay calm in order to use my technique that I need to defeat you, meaning, you know, ultra instinct. So I think that's kind of the, the quote unquote Goku's conflict in this whole scenario is Granola's been killed. You know, we're meant to think that anyway at this point. Uh, Goku, despite wanting to rage out, which I don't know that he necessarily would rage out super hard. It's not like you just watch Krillin get killed. Like he's been fighting this dude for the last couple hours. Our mirrors. Yeah. Or like somebody he has some sort of relationship with. He doesn't really know Granola that well. The time they have spent together has been mostly spent kicking the crap out of each other. So, um, but yeah, that's the conflict. Even though he's feeling these emotions of anger and rage, he still has to manage to stay calm to properly use Megate no Goku, which is ultra instinct for all you American weebs. But autonomous um, ultra instinct. Yeah, autonomous ultra instinct for you dub snubs. I said snubs, but I meant snobs, but dub snubs sounds way funnier to say, you know? So dub snub. So that's what I think uh Goku's conflict is all about from the title of this chapter. But they go back and forth. Um they're trying basically Alex starts to piece together like how is it that he's fighting again, meaning Goku, and they realize that there is a, a healer. In the party, they look over and they see Manito has uh, retrieved Granola's what was thought to be dead body from the water, and he's currently healing them or healing him while Goku t- handles the uh, the Hita gang in the meantime. And that's when they decide we can't let this happen anymore. Healers be damned. We're gonna have to kill that little green freak. And uh, Alec gives the order for Gas to kill Manito before they go any further. And I was like, ah, shit, finally it's coming. Yes. This guy's been the goddamn worst this whole arc. I hate Manito. This is the moment where Manito's going to get killed. Granola's going to be like, I got healed a little bit, sure, but now I'm just rageful about my dead Namekian dad and goes crazy on him. And that's not what happened. This chapter definitely kept me guessing. And it took a turn at the end where Granola goes to, uh, excuse me, Gas goes to kill Manito, and Goku manages to grab Gas and teleport him off to a not-so-distant planet with his instantaneous movement uh, and teleports him to Jocko. I had a few people say or ask, like, what the fuck is he thinking Jocko is going to help him do? Why would you bring him to Jocko? I was one of them. GB said it before we hit record, reset it to me the other day. I think he, I think he just needed something fast, and he probably was the closest person to him. Exactly it. He needed to use ultra instant, excuse me, um, instantaneous movement very quickly. He needs to lock onto an energy signature in order to do the teleportation. In a quick split second reaction, the closest energy signature was Jocko that he recognized. He locked onto it. He went there. That's it. He wasn't expecting Jocko to to tag in and help him bring gas down or anything like that. Um, so they teleport to this scene where Jocko is like at a, 
a local planet, some kind of local farmer's market type looking thing. Um, and Gas and Goku teleport in. They exchange a couple blows. No, no worse for wear at the farmer's market. Thank God they didn't blow anything up. But but that do put a limit on Goku's teleportation. That means he's basically going to be teleporting to places where people he know is at. So he's most likely probably going to go to King Kai's planet. He's probably going to probably go to maybe Earth or I don't know if he'll go to Beerusama's planet. I don't know if it's close. Like I, I, I wouldn't get the impression that Beerus, Beerus is close enough. Yeah, I don't think Beerus is close enough. But you do bring up a good point: is that if that's the kind of um, qualification they're going to put on Goku being able to use instantaneous movement so quickly? So Goku thinks like he's got the upper hand on gas because you know I've been using this technique for years and years and years. You've barely been using it for ten minutes. You you can't use it as well as I can. I've got the edge on you there, which. Makes sense. Yeah, sure. That's cool. I've been talking about instantaneous movement as like a a measuring stick for power levels for at least the last six months in this arc. So it's cool that it's actually become a kind of prominent role here. But you bring up a good point, Rayshon. If it has to be people that you're familiar with their energy signature, there's only a limited amount of places that you could go. So naturally, it took about 0.6 seconds for people to be like, He's going to teleport him to planet Vampa and he's going to have him fight Broly and Broly's going to win this for all of us. <clears throat> and I'm just like, I, I don't see that happening at all. Like, it's not that I don't think it would be cool. I think it would be cool, but I just don't think a, it would make much sense for the greater arc or the greater story within this arc, which I realize isn't saying much. It doesn't seem like Son Goku would do though. Well, I mean, desperate times, def- desperate measures, maybe. You think he would pass on a fight? I just, I don't know. That just seemed like he might not have all saying instincts. I just feel like that right there would just be a big one. Yeah, that's the one that he definitely has in spades. Like, he can never back down from a fight. So, yeah, that kind of lends credence to what I'm saying here. Like, I don't think he's going to Broly. Could, though, for like a, like a small cameo appearance and shit. Maybe. You're like, oh, hey, Broly. And then with <laughs> the teleport, that should be kind of cool. How fucking funny would that be? How pissed? <laughs> How pissed would everybody be if that's the way they handled it? <laughs> like, I mean, it will be cool. Teleports him to King Kai's planet, blows up King Kai's planet again. Teleports him to Broly. He's like, oh, we just blew up King Kai's planet. I don't, don't want to blow up this planet here for you and your buds. Bye. And everyone's like, why didn't you just let Broly fight him? Wasted pot <laughs> yeah. potential. Like, I could see some shit like that. I, I just... I don't know, GB, what do you think, man? Do you think Broly could come in at the end of this arc to fight gas, or are you on my side of common sense? Uh, I'm on your side of common sense, and actually, uh, thank you for bringing it back to me, because I have a feeling I know how it's going to end. You have a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. No. Sorry. No, why, why would I want... Look, man, I'm, I'm, you didn't have to say that. I'm sad that Demon Slayer already has ended right now. Okay, I don't, I don't need more. Oh, I'm singing a song from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I got a oh. theory. Some kid is dreaming, and we're all stuck inside his wacky Broadway nightmare. Want me to sing some more? Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> get on with your theory. Um, so I kind of have two branch ways to this. So it's that they're going to be transferring to like a, def- a bunch of different places. I feel like. And Goku is going to get s- severely wounded. Maybe what um, Gas is going to do is he's going to like 
maybe actually no this is how it's going to go goku has used a lot of his energy for instant transmission to transport to one last place or so we think so when we get there he needs gas to get close to him again so he can instant transmission back to um the planet so as soon as he uh gets close maybe like a fatal wound like almost near death maybe or goku pulls the whole heimlich maneuver again <laughs> um instant transmissions them because as soon as uh as soon as granola is ready he gets back up and fires one final blast that's one way the other way is that it kind of is a similar way where he you know gets fatal wound gets over to the planet they were originally fighting on and as soon as they're there um granola does the final blast but what they think is the final blast actually isn't because he's near death and i guess maybe uh alex uh wish was actually to have something to heal gas in case like a sensu bean so that like in case his uh brother got really low on health or very about pretty much about to die he could just have something to power up and um, once that happens, it's like a whole final fight where it's Granola, Vegeta, and Goku actually all working together to fight. Hmm. So I think the as we get closer and closer to the end of this arc, and the longer we go without a mention of what Alec does after he makes that wish for Granola, I'm genuinely wondering, like, is there a second wish that Alec made? Or is, like, what Alec was up to like just kind of positioning himself to come in and take over like the monkey paw aspect of these dragon balls hasn't been fully explained to um the repercussions for gas's wish like we know what granolas are his 150 remaining life years uh, lifespan has been condensed down to three years in order to tap all this power i imagine it has to be like a similar thing for gas too like he's gonna burn the, the gas is gonna burn out at some point and he's not gonna have anything left in the tank you know Damn. one thing um, one thing I do know though, my uh, Manito can't heal Granola's eyes. Yep. So he's going to be blind. Because remember, I think his his healing only, like he only could heal wounds. He couldn't like heal deeper than that. I think that's what like his um his cutoff to it was. So I'm feeling like I don't know how much how healed Granola is actually going to be. But I had came up with a um another way they could beat gas without really having to like power up or anything. Do it. And and the whole mindset of this is Goku, but the whole mindset of this is to switch from aiming towards gas. So you would actually need Vegeta in this fight because you would need somebody to um fight gas while you go after Elect. But you wouldn't try to kill Elect. What I'm thinking you would do. Is try to use the Mufuba on a leg. And why I think this will work is because I feel like Gaz would try to push Elect out of the way. So this will allow you to use the move on Gaz. And then you can get rid of him. He You're high sealed. as fuck, Rayshon. First of all, there's no rice jars on this planet. It's planet cereal, not planet rice jar. You can use anything. Like, just give me a jar of anything with a top. and. He's literally gone. He's I don't sealed. know, man. I would be very surprised if they tried to use the Mafuba. But you I'm, did say But something. wouldn't it work though? Like, would that work? That, I guess, that whole strategy I mean, will work. If you if you seal gas up in there, yeah, presumably it'd work so long as he isn't able to break out, I guess. But um 
what I like about this chapter is this, right? And I thought about it. I think. Oh, the, I have one more thing. Oh, shit, go for it. It was something about GB said. It was something about like um, that Goku would get tired using the instant transmission. I don't yeah. think they've ever shown him ever getting tired from it, though. Um, I'm pretty sure that there's been times where it's been more difficult for him to use, maybe, but I don't necessarily know don't if know. it was because he was tired. I think it was just because he was like out of range or having trouble locking on to energy signatures or something like that. Like, even if it's not him getting tired, they could very easily come up with a reason for him to not be able to continuously use it the way he is. Yeah, 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 go cool. I'm Dragon Ball Z logic. Hey, man, that's how it is. Um, what I like about what this chapter does at the end of it takes Goku and gas off world. And it leaves you with a wounded granola, uh, a presumably stuck Vegeta under the magic spell there. Uh, Manito probably about to get murked by somebody now that gas is off planet. Um, the last couple of chapters to me have kind of sucked because it's primarily been granola versus gas. And it's two characters I'm not particularly interested in or invested in. Right. So now that things have, you know, as we always knew they would have shifted back to the Goku show and Goku's taken center stage. It's given them an opportunity to move gas off world. Right. So Goku and Vegeta are now about to get involved in this plot again, which I think was my beef with the last couple of chapters. It's like when Goku and Vegeta end up being the guys on the sidelines who are giving commentary on somebody else's fight over the course of two or three chapters, it's like. This is fucking boring. Get Goku and Vegeta back in the fight, man, please. And they did that this month. But everyone was like, why does Vegeta give him that energy? What's Vegeta going to do now? Now that Goku's taking gas off world, this fight has been split into two different groups. Gas and Goku over here. Vegeta, Granola, Manito over here with the rest of the Hitas. My thing is, or my thought is, now that gas is off the planet and his spell hopefully will like wear off, uh, and Vegeta will be able to overcome and, and break free of it. At which point, it's his job to figure out what to do with the rest of the Hida gang. Um, I, I, I think he's already broken out of it, isn't he? I don't know if they give us... I don't think they give us a definitive, like, I'm free now thing. Mm. Maybe they do. And I'm just not thinking of it because I didn't get a chance to reread it before we sat down today. I read it earlier in the day. I don't think there's any panel saying that he's free. If there is, it's whatever. Like, it's, it's pretty much assumed he's going to have to break free. Otherwise, what are they going to do? Have him fucking frozen in place for the rest of the arc? Now that gas has been moved off of the planet, like, Vegeta has something to do now. And Granola has been, you know, more or less taken out of commission. Like, I'm excited to see how that, like, I'm less excited to see how the gas Goku fight ends up. I don't really care. I need to see what happens with the leader of the Hitas and, uh, the leader of my heart, Vegeta-sama. So I'm excited you know, for they that. Can end up, Goku could end up teleporting towards Frieza. Could. That's how you can bring him into the arc. I would still be, like, I, I do feel that like... That would be really surprising, but that would be, like... I think we've already seen all the major players. I don't think we're getting a Frieza. I don't think we're getting a Broly. We'll maybe get one more Bardock, like, illusion or flashback. But, I don't know, man. I think... I think Goku, Vegeta, Granola, some, you know, combination of the three of them are going to have to be what gets it done for the end of this arc. You know what I think would be cool, though? If somehow, like, Goku, like, reverts back to, like, the original Super Saiyan form and from some, like, gets, like, a flashback and is able to, like, somehow overpower um, gas in that form or something, I just think that would be pretty 
pretty cool or something. I mean, you have to beat gas in his base form. Cause I mean, unless, unless you guys are going with the theory that Bardock really was the first super Saiyan and he went super Saiyan against gas. And because he went super Saiyan against gas, when he comes up against but, Frieza oh. a couple days later, all his super Saiyan juices have been tapped. You know what I mean? I don't think that's. I'm just thinking that being the Super Saiyan, like that most primal form, the Saiyan's most primal form. I guess you could also say the Uzaros too. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would be hard pressed to think uh, Goku's about to sprout a tail and jump into that mode. But wouldn't that be hilarious? Though I'd be like, well, but Toyotaro, he is just stealing all of the ideas now. He's it's no original ideas no more. It's like, damn Toyotaro, why don't you watch Dragon Ball GT a little bit harder? You fucking nerd. I think we've hit pretty much all of the major points for this. Did I miss anything you guys wanted to bring up for this chapter this month? No, nope. I think so. No, I think we got it all. Um, chapter 81, Goku's Conflict. That's a, that's a wrap on that. Looking forward to 82. I think this thing has ended in the next couple of chapters. So we'll see where we're at in... Uh, we're, we're, this is February, right? So springtime, like around the beginning of spring. Wait. Spring birthday starts. in five days. Your birthday's in five days? Yep. So that's what? 26. The 26th? Ooh, Rayshawn, happy early birthday to you, my friend. Happy early birth. Thanks. Cool, man. Uh, hopefully for your gift next month, Dragon Ball Super will deliver a satisfying ending to this arc, but I don't think it's next month. I think it's going to be April. will be like the final month based on the pacing of what we're currently following. Not really sure if that's going to be the end of the quote unquote granola survivor arc and leads us into the Hita gang arc, or if we'll be completely resolved with the Hita gang and gas and elect are dead at the bottom of the ocean or whatever the fuck, but remains to be seen. Um, yeah, I will be okay with just a random mention just out of nowhere. Like a character just say my name. I'm like, Oh, like lit. Goku's like, Oh, by the way, back on earth today, it's February 26th. That's right. It's Rayshon's birthday. I'm more like, you know, gas be like, you know, my true master is like Rayshon. Like, Rayshon's the, the master of, of evil. He gave me these big walrus tusks out my forehead and the ability to cast magical spells. You know what I was thinking about that low key while we've been talking? I mean, his ability to make weapons out of nothing. That low key could be magic. Like, you know what I mean? Man. It's nothing think, to say that's not magic. I've always thought of it as just like key energy manipulation, but like he's using it in a much more creative way. Like he's using it like a, a fucking member of the Green Lantern Corps would, you know? Um, But yeah. All right. So that's chapter 81. Um, Real quick before we go, two things. Uh, Patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Super Dope. There's a video version of this. If you want to see me and Ray Sean yelling at each other, you can see how <laughs> neon white I am, etc. Uh, appreciate all the support over the last couple months. If you want to sign up and help support on the Patreon, that helps us a bunch. Um, Cash app as well. Super dope pods. All the information is in the show notes. Uh, shout out to my buddy, Brian Melchiori for making that first cash app donation the other day while we were doing a, a long halo stream with my buddies last Friday. Appreciate it. I used it to go buy a, a coffee and a pack of cigarettes. Cause that's exactly how much money it costs. It was like $15. I need to quit smoking before I die of either lung cancer or die of having no money. But I appreciate you helping elongate the habit for at least one more day, Brian. Uh, also, all the people who reached out and had really uh, positive feedback about the advice pod with me and Rayshon and Kelly. 
Thank you. Been sharing it with Rayshawn and Kelly. We're very excited that you guys enjoyed it so much. Um, we do plan on recording another one. Probably next week is the goal right now. We got to put together a few more questions though. So you guys, uh, Mr. Miss listener are connoisseurs of Reddit. You got some suggestions of Reddit advice questions you want us to answer. Feel free to send them our way uh, at DB Superdope on Instagram at DB Superdope one on Twitter, or you can email us even uh, DB Superdope at gmail.com. And I think that's pretty much all I got. Rate and review the show so I can read reviews to use on the shows. I think that's it. Uh, GB, what do you got going on, dude? What do you got to plug? I uh, just got to plug my uh, first podcast I was ever on. And that is NPC, the non-player character podcast. We have been uh, doing a lot more episodes recently and uh, we are enjoying it very much. Uh, we are planning to have more people on there. So, of course, I did actually tell Paul to make sure that we get Kyle and also Ray Sean on there. So definitely if you want to take a look at it, we'll probably do it very soon and say within the next month or so. We will definitely have an episode together where we're all in there. Uh, another thing is uh, just don't think of wild stuff for this movie. It's going to be a story about Gohan and friends. And if you think else otherwise, then hit yourself with the like, What's a that thing in Spider-Man Zendaya was saying? If you expect them uh if you expect the littlest you can't be disappointed or something yeah if you so. expect disappointment you won't be disappointed yeah basically that chapter <laughs> zendaya my my that's that's how i feel about that movie if if i if i go in with very low expectations like there's no way they can hurt my feelings like right down to the visual design choices they're making to do the cgi stuff i'm like well whatever i don't like it but probably gonna suck right that way if i go in and it's like <laughs> Even a little bit okay, I can be like, hell yeah, dude, that was great. <laughs> cool. I, I can't wait to get on NPC. Like me and Rayshawn on the NPC pod with GB and GB's other friends, like his OG friends that he's been making podcasts with for years and years. And me and Rayshawn bust in there and we're like, what's up? We got a bunch of funny things to say. Me and GB and Rayshawn, we're like a group too. So battling like, Sharks and the Jets. Old friends versus new friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old friends versus new friends. <laughs> uh, GB, thank you for being on, dude. Uh, NPC appearance soon. Rayshon, uh, what's up in your world, dude? How's the RGAP podcast going? Although it's not, R-Gap. I shouldn't say RGAP podcast because the P in RGAP stands for podcast. So I'm really saying the Rayshon Gatson anime podcast podcast when I say it like that. How's stuff going on RGAP? <laughs> it's funny that you say it like that but um working on a new series right now hopefully having that up within probably about a week or two um working on with you with um the advice pod still searching up some questions for that probably have some other collaborations coming out because i think i have a um anime jeopardy tournament coming up on friday so hopefully oh, if you guys if this come out before friday this will be out before Friday. This should be up by Thursday, the latest, but you're doing that with Josh from dad's anime stash, right? Mm-hmm. Are so you competing? Like are you competing? Or are you like a spectator? I'm competing. I'm going to try yeah. to win. So I'm going to do my best for all my Dragon Ball Z fans out there. Let's I'm going to try go. to do my best for you guys. 
But I'm feeling based on how I know these guys, there's not going to be a lot of Dragon Ball Z questions. So no, I'm, they're I'm they're cooler for than about that. second or third. Yeah, no, they're they're real anime fans. They're not doing this fucking 13 year old boy from Kentucky shit that we're doing over here. <laughs> That's how I feel about Dragon Ball. Like every time I get like not get into a Twitter beef because I try not to. But every time I see some like negative shitty comment from a Dragon Ball fan on Twitter or something like this motherfucker is 13 lives in a trailer park in Kentucky. I can tell his character, his favorite character is Broly. I can just tell by the way he types, bro. Ugh. That's me passing judgment. That's me being classist. I was going to say racist, but I assume it's a white kid. So I think I'm being classist right now. Hmm. Hey, that's my problem, man. I'll deal with my bullshit when I want to. I don't fucking want to right now, you Kentucky-dwelling fucks. That's all I got to say about that. Oh, Marcus is from Kentucky, actually. I take it back. He was in Florida Miris. now. Yeah, Miris Woods is from Kentucky originally, so they're not all bad. We miss you, Miris. Yeah, dude, I miss that dude, too. Talk we with him in the back on. We need to have him back on me for the final end chapter of this arc. We need to get him back. Um, I've actually been chatting with him a little bit. Regarding the manga and the stuff that came out over the weekend, uh, if you want to chat with me and Maris and the boys, Discord uh, link is in the server. We just kind of chat about Dragon Ball and other nerdy shit throughout the day, uh, group chat style. So hop on in there and be part of the community. Or you can message me on Instagram because Reese does it about every like every time the um, the manga chapter comes out or Dragon Ball Z content. And I, I fucking love it. Like you can keep hit me up. I said something. <laughs> I said something last week. Reese and a, like two or two or three other people sent me the link for the drafts. Like maybe three hours after they came out, and I'd already seen them. I'd already read them. Like I saw them within twenty minutes because like the, all my social media feeds, it's oh, ge- it's ball. very geared toward Dragon Ball. Most of them, you know. So when they do drop, I see them very quickly unless I'm sleeping. Like, that's the only reason I wouldn't see them. But in my little uh, spoiler thing last week, I did like a 15 minute episode. I was like, hey, uh, guys, when you send these to me, I've already seen them. Like, I know I make a Dragon Ball <laughs> podcast, so you, you don't you don't got to. I appreciate you looking out, but you don't have to You can keep sending them to me. though. Keep sending them to Rayshon, though. He loves that shit. I don't ever see him. And honestly, I'm kind of glad I don't. Yo, that's the better idea then. Keep sending them to Rayshon, but also start to send them to GB. Oh, God. GB edits with a three as the E and a Z for an S. That's the most complicated spelling I've ever said. But I think it works. I think that's how your name is spelled. Yeah, GB edits. GB3DITZ. Yeah. It took me a minute to learn that uh, the three was an E. I was just like, oh, he's GB3 dits. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone. I kid you not, when I was still on uh, stream, like whenever I go into people's chats and stuff, be like, oh, what's up, th- uh, GB dits? And I'm like, I type, I'm like, it's actually GB edits, but thank I, you for noticing I'm in here. <laughs> for me, I thought it was GB3, which arguably cool fucking name. Thank you. Just saying. All right gonna do it for dragon ball super dope please rate and subscribe to the show thank you for listening to us ramble and uh we will talk with you guys again real soon advice podcast maybe a couple of interviews coming up in the not so distant future a lot of exciting stuff i uh i think and hopefully you think so too 
So share it with your Dragon Ball buddies. And remember something. When you see Dragon Ball spoilers, don't send them to me. Send them to Rayshon and GB. Send all of that shit to the GB. To the GB. That's actually... You're welcome. That's your new nickname. What up, the GB? The Great Britain. Super dope. Super dope. I'm British, isn't it? Oh, it's a lovely day, isn't it? Oh, terrible, bruv. Isn't it? Isn't it?